Hello and welcome to all of you listening out there to the Just Skimming the Surface podcast. I'm your host, W. Skim Milk, here with Jackson. Jackson, how are you doing today? Not too bad. Yourself? Not bad at all. <laughs> Sitting here, recording with you. I made a post on Facebook asking about people to be on my podcast because I haven't done an episode in a long time. And I wanted to get a bunch of different people on to talk about a bunch of different things because that's what the podcast is all about, experience. And how can we learn from these experiences? How can we inspire people with these experiences? And Jackson messaged me and said, hey, I want to talk about this thing. It's called the Cobra Effect. And I said, I have no idea what that is. So let's do it. (laughs) And so he's here today. Yeah, it's something I nerd out about and uh, did it for my senior experience and really enjoyed finding out more about it. Yeah, definitely. And this is senior experience in high school or? Uh, For college. For college. Okay. So where did you end up going to college? I went to uh, Lawrence University up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. Lawrence University. Okay. And you were studying? Economics. Economics. And you learned about the COBRA effect in your economics class. I did. Okay. Okay. So tell me more about the COBRA effect. What exactly is it? Because I, I kind of Googled it and I could not understand it. So if you could elaborate, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I prefer to tell the namesake story and then kind of give the definition after. I think it just, it's more fun that way, if that's all right. Of course. So back in the day in the India was colonized by Britain, and the British government at one point decided that there's too many cobras in Delhi. Uh And so the British government determined that Indian labor was cheap, and so they had the local people go out and kill the cobras, and in return, they would get a small bounty for every head they returned. Okay. And after a while, the cobra population inside Delhi didn't really diminish at all, but the British government had given out a lot of money. So eventually the British officials wandered out into the countryside, find cages of cobras. They'd been breeding them. Okay. So the British government decided, hey, we don't want to do this. We don't want to pay you to farm cobras. It's not what we wanted at all. And so the British government said, got rid of the bounty program, and the Indian farmers didn't want poisonous snakes in their backyard yeah probably weirdly not. <laughs> enough so they opened up the cages and delhi got flooded and just set them free mm-hmm. wow and so they ended up with more cobras than they started with so the cobra effect is when a policy is put in place and the exact problem they're trying to fix gets worse because of the policy okay and is this just for economics or does it apply to regular everyday life it applies to regular, ah, regular, uh, <laughs> regular everyday life. Yeah. Okay. So basically what the Cobra effect is, is you tried to fix a problem, but you just made it worse. Exactly. Okay. I think we all have experiences <laughs> like that. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, relatable for a lot of people listening, I'm sure. Um, so tell me more. Why, why exactly does this interest you? It interests me because in, in economics, we focused a lot about unintended consequences. And I'm sure everyone can agree that Mark Cobra was an unintended consequence. The reason why the Cobra effect is so 
interesting and different than just traditional unintended consequences is because it goes after the exact thing they were looking at. Okay. Um, there's unintended consequences that happen from normal policies, but it's usually something that happens off on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what what exactly is the economic take on that? So can you give me like an economics example that would that make this more clear? Um, I think one that uh, I did a fair amount of research on was down in uh, Louisiana, they have a beaver problem. Okay. And they gave out a bounty for beavers. Um, and at one point, uh, only one guy was bringing in any beavers at a, at a, in one of the parishes down there. So they decided to make him a full-time government employee. Uh-huh. They gave him a pension. They gave him benefits and bonuses and commission off how many beavers he brings in. His beaver production drops by, um, dropped to 25% after he became full-time. So it hurts taxpayers and everyone else when they, when money is being given to someone and as a result, we're losing out on precious dollars and precious yen and uh-huh. what have you. Whenever we don't think through all the possible consequences. Of course, of course. So you did your senior experience on this, right? Right. So what exactly, what are some of the other senior experiences that happen? Like, what is what is the point of that assignment? Uh, the point of the assignment is to really bring together all the classes and all the talks and lectures and everything you've been to throughout the college, um, experience that you had, and to bring it all into one focus. And just to bring we I went to a liberal arts college so you brought in stuff you learned in math class stuff you learned in art what have you and you want to bring it all together into one spot and just to focus okay. on one thing okay so it's just like being able to take everything that you've experienced in your college career and kind of apply it towards what you're majoring in exactly okay all right that makes sense and so the Cobra effect was your idea of bringing in your college experience and focusing it towards economics. Exactly. Okay, so how, how do these other subjects that you studied in college kind of tie into the Cobra effect here? The other classes helped out because uh, my being able to read and find the, uh, the individual problems that are not blatant on the surface uh, helped out so the English classes helped out there and trying to actually make it understandable the make the paper understandable to people outside the field uh-huh because a lot of a lot of the times it's 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 really being able to reach that audience that you're trying to reach um, you can't use all this big economic language that I wouldn't understand that anyone else wouldn't understand when talking about it right so you had to kind of dumb it down I wouldn't say dumb it down, just maybe for the people in Washington, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, just make it so they can understand it with everyday language. Uh, Because as great as I think economic economists are, there we go, um, 
those aren't the people that are making the policies. Yeah. We need to make it presentable to people that will actually be influencing the next Cobra effect. Okay, so so this not only ties in with economics, but it also ties in with politics. Yeah, politics and uh, company policies are usually the biggest... The, uh, the biggest perpetrators for the Cobra effect. Okay. So tell me more about why you chose the Cobra effect over anything else you could do. What what exactly makes you passionate and nerd out about the Cobra effect? <laughs> I think it's, one, the name's awesome. Okay, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Two, <laughs> it's... Sometimes what happens is just so obvious and people just don't see it. And I think it's unintended consequences are one of the biggest things that happen in economics. And we try to do a lot to avoid those. But I think unintended consequences that fall underneath the Cobra effect are the worst ones just because that's the exact thing we we set out to do. Mm-hmm. So it would have been better just to stay at home than to go enact those policies. Yeah, to just not even try. Right. So to what extent does this basically say don't take risks? Like, how, how do we know that a Cobra effect is going to happen? Well, we know a, cobra's gonna, a Cobra effect is going to happen almost every time we use a bounty. Um, okay. It's happened time and time again, um, no matter, and they usually look very similar to the first one. Uh, I'm sorry, to the namesake story. And we continue not to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason is we don't learn from it is because it's not talked about enough. And if enough people know about the Cobra effect, and just because, and because people don't even know the name, I think that means people don't know enough about it to avoid it for the next time around. Yeah. So what are some signs that a cobra effect is happening besides the bounty that we can look out for to kind of warn ourselves for the next time so there's not any real signs that it's going to happen um you have to take a step back and not be the policymaker. you have to put yourself in the shoes that the person the person or group that's going to be getting money or extra vacation days or what have you some sort of reward the reward yeah you have to put yourself in those shoes and think what would you do and that's why you that's where you need to be thinking for the most part of it because those are the people that are going to be putting your policy into action okay so you have to think honestly about you as a human and you know us as humans we just have flaws like honestly if if i was told here's a bounty go fix this problem i would cut corners i would probably try to get it done cheapest way possible to me to maximize my profit you know and yeah that's definitely that definitely makes sense to be looking out for something like that um when something of such stature is put in one person's hand or a small group's hand right exactly Okay, okay. So can you give me more of like an everyday example of something that we would normally see 
Um, maybe not the beaver problem or the, <laughs> the actual cobra problem, but something something that we, as an everyday person, would see that would be a cobra effect. So one of the instances I wrote about was there was a company in China that had a major issue of employee burnout. So the best employees would burn out right away because they weren't taking vacation. Okay. They were working 20 hours a day and burning out in two months. Yeah. And the company uh, was trying to fix it. And they had a set number of days that employees could take vacations. Mm. And they decided to revise their policy to make it unlimited vacations, no questions asked. (laughs) Sounds dangerous. Yeah, that already sounds pretty bad. (laughs) So the top performing employees, so uh, according to their managers, the people that were in the top 10%, before they changed the policy, they, the top 10% of employees were taking seven vacation days a year. Okay. The average was 11 vacation days a year. After they put the policy in place, the average vacation days a year jumped to 35. 35. The top 10... Uh, top 10% employees, their average vacation days dropped down to 3.2. They dropped? They dropped. But the bottom half employees, they were taking over 50 vacation days a year. So the guys you want in the office because they're easily replaceable because they're they not were never performing there. well. Yeah, they were never there. They were never there, so their performance even dropped more. And the top people, their performance is dropping because... They were overworked and they were leaving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it sounds like when you give people more power, more freedom of like, oh, you're able to do whatever you want. You're able to take all these days off. But these people already feel so much pressure on themselves that they're like, oh, so it's not that I have this set limit and I have to take these in a year. It doesn't matter how much I take. So I can take less because I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. So I think what happened was that they, when they had a set number of days on how much they could take, they knew that their bosses were acceptable with X number of days um, not being there. Okay. When you give them more, more an ambiguous amount, they no longer feel comfortable um, taking those days off because the next top 10 guy is sitting there and not taking vacation days. And the next top 10% uh, woman is sitting next to them, still also there. Yeah, so they're worried about being dropped down to that next level. Exactly. And the people that are taking the vacation days are the employees who are considered less valuable. Okay. Okay, so how does that tie in more to the Cobra effect? So it's a Cobra effect because the company tried to keep their best employees on and for their best employees to take more vacation days so they would stay and not burn out, and when they were there, to perform better. They took the less vacation days, and their burnout rate um, dropped by, <clears throat> um, so they dropped by right, right around 30%. So their best employees left quicker, their longer, their less important employees stayed there and took more vacation days. Okay, so definitely they tried to fix that problem, but, but they worse. definitely made it worse. Yep. So what 
I don't know if you researched this with your paper, but did you find any sort of better solution for them? Was there any sort of mathematical way that it could work that in between the unlimited and the seven days that kind of fixed it or so what the company did and they found better results for was um they had they went to a tier system so if you were valued as this you got x number of days and they were forced number of days so you could on so you had to take them yep so you had to take them and you weren't allowed in the office at the cutoff whatever if those are the exact number of days that you had left okay all right, that makes sense, and that worked out better for them. Yeah, their uh, their burnout rate dropped uh, quite quite extensively, so their good employees stayed around. Okay, so what would you say is the normal kind of solution for a cobra effect? I wish there was one, to, but to but my there's knowledge, no there's confirmed there's one. There's not a good one um, yet. The only thing that we that my professor and I were able to find is a solution to the bounty issue is by a decently long um, economic <laughs> yeah. uh, equation, um, evaluating people's time, people's costs, and things like that, making sure the bounty was low enough for them to not farm, but then high enough for them to still go out and do something. Okay. Okay, but so low enough to where it's not going to be abused but high enough to where they feel like it's worth it to actually do it right and it the numbers won't work every time for a bounty issue um, given those parameters and so there will for there will be cases where you will have to fix those outside of the bounty program and cobra effects are going to pop up left and right especially when you're not expecting it Definitely. Well, that's a, that sounds like some really deep and mathematical stuff that, like, honestly, I would have to study for a while to understand. So it probably took you a long time to really do the research for that. Can you tell me more about, like, the process of the research process? Like, how, how did you find all this information? How long did it take you? What was the senior experience? Like, how much work did it take? Um, it was 20 weeks long, and it was a third of my course load, so... Oh, wow. It was... That <laughs> that time was senior experience time. It was... That's all you focused on, pretty much. Really? Yeah. And uh, you load up with classes that weren't as intense <laughs> to give yourself a break. And uh, you met with uh, other kids doing um, a senior experience, and they showed their projects. You critiqued and gave them suggestions, they, and they did the same to yours. And so you went around and collected research and everything that you used in the past four years and piled it all into one and did outside research whenever one you... One big old portfolio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> now, would you say that your this experience has helped you in your field as you go off and as you've gone off into your career now? I would say it has. I I feel like I put myself into other people's shoes far more often now than I did before, 
which is something that I think everyone should do. Yeah. Just to grow as a human. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's something that we we look into a lot as uh, theater people. You know, that's that's a lot of the people that I know. I'm a I'm a theater education major, so that's that's kind of the lens that I look through on most things. And we really do, in order to understand people, have to put ourselves in their shoes. And we have to value their experiences and be able to think, well, how can we learn from that? How can we use that to our advantage? How can we use this experience in a character on stage? Whether it's using an emotion or some sort of event happened and you're trying to draw from that event as you're performing there's there's a lot of there's a lot of advantage to being able to see from other people's perspectives right exactly i'm not in other people's shoes nearly as often as you are but <laughs> i try to do my best well, i don't mean in the literal sense <laughs> <laughs> the amount of shoes that i've worn in my last few years is is very high <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely. That sounds like it really helped you further your career and further your education. And that's that's basically what a senior experience is all about. Exactly. From what I'm gathering here. And are there any more final thoughts about the Cobra Effect or any other thoughts at all that you wanted to share today? Just watch out. The Cobra might get you. <laughs> Don't want to get bit. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Jackson. It's thanks been a for having pleasure me. having you on. It's great. Uh, great to hear more about even just like the littlest things, you know, like not that this is a little thing. This is a big thing. <laughs> Definitely being able to see how choices can affect different things and how we really need to think through our actions. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's with that, we're, we're only just skimming the surface. Thanks for listening. And with that, we are just skimming the surface. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. Don't forget to like W Skim Milk on Facebook and to check out WSkimmilk.com for more about me. This has been Wesley W Skim Milk Skim. Have a great night.